Hi, I'm Michael Sestouli and welcome to Cinemates, a podcast where a bunch of mates chat about cinema over some drinks. In this episode, I'm joined by Cinemates team member Angus Newell, Grub Clark and Paddy Flannery. Together with Angus, Grub and Paddy, we discuss season one of HBO's The Last of Us, created by Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann and starring Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. While drinking some Brewdog Lost Lagers, we discuss how the TV show constantly ruined our Mondays, the best episodes of the season, and our predictions for season two. As always, make sure you're following Cinemates wherever you get your podcasts and leave a five-star review to support us. Now sit back and enjoy this episode of Cinemates. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. You want answers! I want the truth! Open the pod bay doors, Bill. You shall not Keep your friends close, but your enemies close. I am nothing! No. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Get busy, Larry. Get busy, Ty. Angus, Grub, Patty, welcome to the podcast. How are we going? Thank you. Let's do it. Let's rip in. <laughs> Very well. Let's do it. Let's get into Should it. Should do a bit and of run through of the brew dogs we're drinking today. Yeah. Yep. So shout out brew dog as always. Um, today we've got um, the Lost Planet First Lagers. Uh, we've got the Elvis Juice, pretty topical for a Cinemates podcast. Um, I think we've got some other XBAs, punk XBAs lying around, but we're just going to be delving into the Lost and the Elvis Juice today. Yeah, and if you're joining the Cinemates podcast for the first time and you don't know who the hell Brewdog are, they are a carbon-negative craft brewer based in Brisbane, Australia, and we've got a wide range of beers today. So just on that point, what do we think of the beers, boys? I'm currently on the uh, the Elvis Juice and it's it's funky like the man himself. I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a grapefruit aftertaste. Ooh. And the lager? The lager's right. nice. It's just straight... Keeps you sane. Yeah. And you're doing some good for the planet as yeah, well. Yeah, planting exactly. some trees oh, over oh, in really? Scotland. Yes. Yeah, they got a few acres over there, or well, 9,300 to be exact. <laughs> so saving the planet one beer at a time. Yes, sir. And very fitting for a great television show. So let's dive in. Uh, Alex, as you'd know, is a keen listener of the podcast. Whenever we get a new guest on, we like to run them through the Cinemates gauntlet, five questions about cinema to see who our guests are and what they like to watch. So first question, most memorable movie that you saw in cinemas? Right, so no points for originality here, but I'm going to have to say Interstellar. Um, Obviously a cinematic masterpiece, um, score by Hans Zimmer, makes me cry all the time. (laughs) Uh, But I also cry in that one scene with with – uh, Matthew McConaughey just looking looking at the videos of his daughter oh. going, don't leave me, Murph. Murph. Fuck. Yeah, hit in the field. Cheers up. Great film. Next question, fastest TV show binge? Yeah, I'm not a huge binger personally. I quite like the uh, week-to-week format, but I did rip through Fleabag very quickly. Okay. <laughs> I've heard very. Have you guys seen uh, Fleabag? Well? I've got it on my list of TV shows. To yeah. Watch. Is that the one where the, the guy can see... How she's breaking the fourth wall. Yes. That's yeah. one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is that a one season thing? Two season. Two seasons. Okay. I hate that you don't like binging. <laughs> that's, un- that's unhealthy. I did like not 
being able to binge this one, though, yeah. The Last of Us. There's a few shows that you don't want to binge. You want a week-to-week release yeah. 100%. with someone or a group of people that you're keen to watch it with. And can talk Everyone's about it. Talking marinate about it. over it. Yeah, 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 yeah. for yeah. sure. Nice. Next question. Favourite Australian movie? Uh, I would have to say Red Dog on that one. Oh, man. Love, <laughs> mate, love dog movies. Have you seen My Dog Skip? Either no. of you guys? It's no, about sure. a. It's about a. Uh, it's a not an Australian one, but it's about a Jack Russell, same sort of premise. Okay, ventures the world. Uh, but yeah, Red Dog, beautiful Australian landscapes. Yes, big yeah, time. It's just a fabulous movie. That's a bit of a favourite for that answer. Oh, really? it's so gut wrenching though. So it it's is all just getting really dark. You just, <laughs> not you a Sunday watch. It is. Yeah. Uh, next question: A movie they think everyone needs to see. Uh, I will cheat here and list a trilogy, and that's the before trilogy. So mm. before sunrise, before sunset, and before midnight. Uh, I think I only saw it within the last year or so, and I think it is incredibly good. I'm not usually a rom like a romance guy, but mm. uh, it's basically released ten years apart each each film. Nine. Nine. <laughs> <Is it? laughs> yeah. Sorry to be a you better Fair enough. Check that. Fair enough. Um, and these two characters, uh, one played by Ethan Hawke and the other Julia Delpy, uh, run into each other in some European city mm. each time. And it basically, the whole trilogy is essentially one ongoing conversation between the two of them. Mm. Um, it's uh, just so wonderful. I'm the same as you. I watched it. I think two months ago, one and two. I haven't yeah. finished. I haven't done three yet. But yeah, they're What'd like it's a big masterful romance. Mm. It's masterful writing the the like chemistry between Ethan Hawke yeah. and um, what's her name? I don't know. The Julia friend, the Delpy. F- Julia yeah. Delpy. Yeah, She's like French. Yeah. yeah, I've it's insane. I've never heard of it. Is that is I, it so bad? I've never. No, heard I hadn't of heard of it like last year as well. Mm. I've only watched the first one, and mm. it's phenomenal. Yeah, love, I'm not usually a romance guy, but mm. I just look, I watch it and it's just like, this is so relatable. It's so real and Being it's just like time oh, passing. Right, right. Yeah, yeah once, I've, once I've like delved like <laughs> further into the film community, like it's like one of the most touted like trilogy and romance movies yeah. out there. Right, yeah, was, it, yeah. was it deliberately filmed nine years apart? Yeah, it was. Like, they were planned, yeah. It's the same guy who did Boyhood. I was so about to loves, bring that up. That's he loves like time cool. and… And he worked with Ethan Hawke on both, so it's cool. Yeah, oh, sick. very good movie. Definitely watch those. Uh, last question, TV show that you're watching at the moment. Got to be Mando. Nice. Um, <laughs> as you know, Pedro Pascal is, is <laughs> He's daddy him. at the moment. He's, yeah, yeah, he he's an daddy. absolute daddy. He um, daddy. He's killing it. And yeah, I, have you guys watched the first couple of episodes? Yeah. 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 I haven't started season three. Like it. Oh. I'm letting it build up. Yeah. For a enough. binge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, no I loved flavor. I loved the ending of season two of The Mandalorian. Um, so I'm very keen to see where the season goes. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people were really confused because they didn't watch the book of Boba Fett. So they like the jump between season two and oh. season three. There's that middle part. Yeah, uh, I got everyone, halfway through Book of Boba Fett. I didn't want to finish. There's it. a full episode or two on the Mandalorian. Yeah, right? yeah. Luke and it, Grogu. Like it's, it's sick. Would recommend. Mm. So yeah. you, maybe you could just watch that episode and then 100. Yeah. percent okay. Yeah, and it'll feed into Ahsoka as well. Yeah. Um, but this isn't a Star Wars episode. Uh, let's get <laughs> into The Last of Us now. Um, so to the listeners out there who haven't watched it yet, what would we say about it in one word and what we rate it out of five stars? Who wants to kick it off? Uh, I'm going to say 4.5 out of five. And nice. I'll say bullseye. Okay. Absolute bullseye. No explanation needed. I'm yeah. going to go 4.5 as well. And I'm going to say HBO. They just don't miss ever. Absolutely. Um, and it's the bullseye. Yeah. Content. <laughs> 
after content, I love it. I'm here for it. That's all I've got. I've got uh, Savage um, and I'll go four out of five. Nice. I've got Daddy and I'm going to go 4.25 out of five. Um, Daddy, obviously, Pedro. Daddy Pedro. He is an internet daddy at the moment, uh, (laughs) but also obviously the whole whole show is about a father and daughter relationship. Love it. Nice words there. It's a double, double it's, entendre. Yeah. It's deeper than the sexual, <laughs> sexualization of yeah, Pedro we, Pascal. You don't want to be throwing daddy out there in that terminology. Yeah. Um, but let's get into it. I'm going to come clean here because it's probably worth listeners knowing where we're all at with The Last of Us. I started the first game. So I know kind of the basic premise coming into this, but I didn't continue playing it. And. Shame. Yeah, I, I know. It's pretty shameful. Um, but I think that that first episode really brought you into the world and being someone that hadn't played the game fully, I was on board within five minutes. And it, it did. It was filmed like the game as well, yeah. which I loved. Uh, what did you guys think about the introduction to this Last of Us world? I'm in the same boat as you. I, um, I played the game for a little bit, like didn't get past the start too far. Mm. Um, but the show hooked me and I loved how they like built up that emotional connection to Sarah and then just ripped it away from you straight away. Yeah. And I knew what, like I knew what happened in the game, but it's still like. I didn't know that was happening because I haven't played the game either. Um, Shock horror. <laughs> like, <laughs> Maybe I mean, we all just suck at gaming. So we gave up like trying to play it. <laughs> well, I can't game because I have this podcast thing that I've got to keep up with. Maybe but the uh, game was released years ago. I know. Oh, but 10 years mate? ago, mate. <laughs> nah, Cinemaze wasn't mate, accepted. it's been brewing it. for 10 years. <laughs> I recall you being a keen Lego Star Wars fan, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> and Cod. Studs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Assassin's Creed was more my thing. He was oh, occupied mate, with other things. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Grub, you've played yeah. both games. I have played both games. Uh, so I'm the odd one out here. But I love both games. And I thought that that first episode was incredible mm. that first half until uh sarah dies yeah is uh is pretty much stock standard like when they're when they're in the car the and you've got like the um the back angle camera shot out yeah. the, mm. at the rear mirror spot on. like that was like there was so much stuff all over instagram and everything afterwards just like perfect yeah, like, yeah. you can you can go gorgeous. on you can go on instagram and look at side by sides mm. yeah mm. yeah I reckon I rewatched that like that car scene four or five times, each time focusing on a different thing. Whether it was the plane coming overhead and crashing, the like zombies or whatever in the background, mm. or like the acting of the actors. Like, it was there was so much going cool. on. Hey, yeah, so cool. good. And uh, also, did you guys pick up that uh, Nico Parker, the child who played Sarah, is Dandy Newton's daughter? Really? If you remember her from, did you watch Westworld? Which one? <laughs> yeah, was that Bob Hart, the main character, the Big, one who comes yeah. to con- consciousness? Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. yes. Wait, she's what's the, is she in the whole show? Like she's like one of the yeah, main season one, she's season two, I think. Will Smith's wife in Pursuit of Happiness. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And if you've seen oh, Norbert with Eddie Murphy, she's yeah, in that as well, which yeah. is a so shit that's comedy. Also, <laughs> Norbert, perfect, great movie. Norbert, shout out Norbert. Yeah. No, that Bullseye. first that first episode was phenomenal. Another thing I thought that was great immediately was the production design. I don't know how much was CGI and how much wasn't, but again, immediately just built this world. And I loved that. If you hadn't played the game, coming into this first episode, at least for me, I thought that the way that this outbreak was shown and portrayed was very different to any other 
like zombie apocalypse sort of production that we've seen like World War Z or like all that sort of stuff. Different take, following this family and staying with them the whole time. Um, I thought it was insane, especially it was, it when it was very came. game-like the start yeah. of it though because they started with the interview with the scientists and mm. it was like we're on the brink of, you know, you know, all-out chaos if yeah. if this like unlikely thing with fungi and plants can occur. Evolve, yeah. Um, and then it jumps into, you know, the action. Yeah. And then even that with the car scene, um, you know, with um, point of view shots on um, Joel – it was just very game like, yeah. Which throws you into it, and it made me feel like, oh, I, like I've played this game. Yeah, but I hadn't, yeah. I hadn't played a single second of the game. Yeah, I thought that scene in Jakarta between the, the start and like when you meet Pedro, mm. when he was like, they were like interviewing that doctor, and she yep. eventually, like, you could see, like, there's someone who knows about the disease, and she's like, I want to see my family. I was like, oh, Jeez, fuck. yeah, fuck yeah. Hey. that was such yeah. a powerful scene. I love it. Hundred percent. Again, because it felt very real. Like at the start, we get the yeah. scientist who's like predicting this evolution of the fungi and then to see the actual outbreak. And it's probably pretty topical with COVID as well. Yeah. Did they delay this they show? Were, they were started filming during okay. COVID, yeah. Yeah, because it probably would have been pretty raw in that sense. But yeah, I thought… They the, apparently made a few changes because uh, of the fact that COVID was going on and they didn't want it to be too mm. on the nose. Whatever they did, they did it very well. Yeah. I think providing context for things is a big theme of the show and we'll talk more about that later. So that's sort of like episode one like wrapped up. Yeah. Um, you've got his daughter dying, which is like the big catalyst of it and the start of the apocalypse. And then we move to season two. Or does it jump at the end of season one or does it jump episode at the start one. of episode two? Sorry, episodes rather. Does it jump at the start of episode one or jump at the start of episode two where it's – he jumps years. midway. Yeah, yeah midway. midway through episode, episode one, one. And then it's he's just, years. and he's all dark, like throwing dead bodies into yeah. like, a fire yeah. pit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, episode two, we follow Joel and his girlfriend, Tess. 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 Um, and they, um, you know, have, get a deal with the fireflies to get um, Ellie out of the city. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, the way that we were starting to kind of see how their paths would cross was really interesting and I think that um, Tess was a very interesting character. Is she a big part of the game? Well, she dies early on. Okay, just like, so same thing. Just like the show. Yeah. Um, but obviously as the show portrayed her, she had a, a relationship of some sort. It's mm. kind of undefined with Joel. Yeah. Um, and when she dies, that kind of is a bitter taste in Joel's mouth mm. when he has to take Ellie ac- across the country. Yeah. yeah. So at that point he's like, oh, this Ellie chick's just a burden on me. I've lost, you know, probably like what you would call a soulmate in the apocalypse. Um, and, yeah, so he's he's off Ellie now and then you get the progression of you know, finding uh, a love, a father-son, mm. father-daughter rather, connection yeah. with Ellie. I also loved how it showed at the start of the episode you got Joel as like a loving, caring father. Mm. At the very end, he's just beating the shit out of that bloke's head. Like, just yeah. sees red. Yeah, yeah, like what happened literally. to his head in Game of Thrones? Like he's just bashing the fuck <laughs> yeah. out of his head. <laughs> um, yeah, I love that. There was a lot of that throughout the show. I think, um, yeah, the way that they, you see him as that caring father, like you said, but to see just how far and how dark the world has become, mm. like, they're shoveling bodies as like mm. a daily chore and, you know, 
everyone's just kind of looking after themselves in well, different ways. Well, I think ways. if you've come that far in, in one of these apocalyptic worlds, mm. you've got a trigger, you've got a switch that can just go like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. and he's also lost his daughter. So he's, yeah. he's, he's fully like emotionally shut down. He's mm. not prepared to kind of reopen that. I think, yeah, I think empathy is like gone out the window at that point. Yeah. Like yeah. Out of your brain function. I do feel like it's an interesting level of like ruggedness and empathy though, because as far as like apocalypse stories goes, like if you go as far as like Mad Max, like they're just like rogue, inhumane people. But this is like a middle ground where it's been like 20 years with this virus and people are starting to do that, but they're still kind of humans at the end of the day. And that's why yeah. it's really interesting to see these other stories throughout the season um, and we'll get to, but like there's still parts of humanity throughout it. Yeah. In different levels. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I thought it was a bit of, there was a bit of tribalism throughout mm. the show. You look after your own, you cut everyone else out, fuck yep. everyone else out. They all have to die if, the, if they I come. I think that comes yeah. back to my word that yeah. I use savage. Like there was no, there was no two thoughts about it when they had to make a decision of, do I kill this person I met, mm. you know, a couple of days ago or two yeah. hours ago to, you know, pursue or whatever journey I've got going on with, mm. with like the people I'm loyal to, mm. bang. Absolutely. Yeah. You got a bullet in your head. Yeah. I thought you meant like savages and like, oh, like that was savage. <laughs> yeah. It has a few, it has a few meanings with like, with like the, the Frank episode and then the yeah, yeah, episode yeah. five. Fuck the Frank episode. Nine. <laughs> All right. Let's get on to the Frank episode. Why is it fuck the Frank episode? Just because I don't think I've, Teared up like that oh, since okay. watching Red Dog. Yeah, can I ask everyone a question here? The um the Frank episode, episode three, was that? Did you all watch it on a Monday? Yeah. 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 Had you had a big weekend? Were you, I had. Were you yeah. a bit fragile <laughs> on the Monday? <laughs> Disgustingly so. So what a yeah. horrible day to watch that episode. <laughs> what a great day though. Oh, it was a tearjerker. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. I still remember on the like on the group chat, people like sending in like. Holy shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So three. And I'm like, oh, come on, boys. What are you my, I walked back. I watched on my lunch break at work. I walked back in. I just didn't speak to anyone. I was like, fuck <laughs> this. Yeah. Fuck that. It ruined your whole day. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to come right out and say this. And I think some of you might agree. This was one of the best episodes of television that I've ever seen. And I think it could even be a film. Like, on well, a short film. I was about yeah. to say, you like, that was a film chalked down to f- 50 minutes. Yeah. And like done so beautifully and so mm. well. Yeah. Yeah. Performances by Nick Offerman and Murray Bartlett were insane. Just so like stunning and different to what we've normally seen from them, especially in other HBO series. Yeah. Um, the writing was so good, especially to be condensed down into 50 minutes, like building these characters, taking you through their whole life. And that Max Richter oh, score. Mate. It, it, as soon me. as that started yeah. playing, that I was, was I was marked when he put like the Sunday roast for him. Yeah, yeah. the last meal. Oh yeah, the yeah. last oh, meal together, oh, mate. Yeah, oh, and he's like, "How did you put the pills in the bottle?" He's like, "Enough to kill a horse." Yeah. <laughs> Nick yes. Offerman. What were some of your favorite parts of that episode? I think for me that uh, when they planted the strawberries and he uh, was yeah. having a run through the the little abandoned town, mm. and they had that great shot of the sunlight coming through the trees and they're appreciating something so basic as mm. having freshly grown produce. Yeah. Or produce rather. But um, 
Yeah, I thought that was one of the better yeah. scenes. For Especially because sure. Bill at the start of the episode is so like paranoid. He's the one who set this whole thing up and he doesn't take time to appreciate those little things like strawberries mm. or anything. Well, the yeah. thing was that he didn't. Ta- he would have never taken time to appreciate that unless um, Frank. Frank came into yeah. his life. So they they perfectly like yeah. balanced each other out. Yeah, yeah. He was a doomsday prepper, wasn't he? Yeah, like survivalist, yeah. whatever yeah. he called mm. it. Such a beautiful contrast of like personalities. Yeah. yeah, I think my take from it was like it really asked the question: Okay, in this crazy world, like what are the stakes now? Like, what do we do now? Like, Frank, uh, Bill had done all that prep, you know, made this huge town for himself, has every resource he needs to keep living, but it's like, okay, well, what, what, what's worth living for? The and human then condition Frank requires love. Yeah. Yes, and that was what he to was persist. missing. Yeah, yeah and that's, uh, what, that's what he said in the letter, right? Yeah. He just said, mate, this is what, this is what it's worth fighting for. Mm. I think as well, like, now that you say that, now having finished the season, I think that episode was so crucial for Joel especially. Yeah. Like people were saying, oh, it was a filler episode. I say fuck those people. Totally <laughs> agree. <laughs> yeah. um, hey, fuck you. Fuck you. Um, question, do you think it was one of the most beautiful deaths in TV history? Absolutely. thought it was incredible. They didn't need to show anything on screen. Yeah. Mm. It was just implied. The meal they were having, yeah. the last meal was the same as the first meal mm. they were having. It was, yeah. It was I didn't pick very, up on that. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, he cooked, oh, yeah. Same he cooked, he cooked the same thing. Well. Yeah. yeah, it was That's incredible. Cool. I think um, I think if the score, the song wasn't there, it wouldn't have been half as good. The Max Richter score? Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was fucked. Yeah. I think it was also interesting that, because I don't know, like, the, that that's a... Good point. It wasn't actually in the game, the story of episode three. You just knew that. Yeah. Um, it was implied. Frank, yeah, yeah. They had some sort of relationship. Do, in the game, do you only meet Bill? Like, you, you only meet You only Bill hear in about Frank? Yeah. Oh, so you actually find Frank's dead corpse hanging from uh, the oh, ceiling. Okay. So, so they, they changed this. No, they changed it dramatically. So yeah. Frank in the game had actually written Bill a suicide note where he got bitten and he just said, oh. I fucking hate you, Bill. Like, I'm glad I left you. Fuck you, essentially. Yeah. And so the producers oh. obviously decided, hey, what if we flip this and turned it into kind of a bit of a love story? Mm. And I mm. think it was just a nice – it was a nice break from the, like, pretty grim s- surrounding yeah. episodes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. Some I love of, that they changed it. Some of the changes they made from video game to TV show – uh, like spot on, like so good. I reckon we'll get into it later. Obviously. I think you have to though, because there's a reason yeah. why something's a video game. There's a reason why mm. something's mm. on screen to be yeah, watched. Definitely. This, um, so you get just quickly the scene with Nick Offerman when he starts crying, like when he starts crying. I was like, man, this is like the bloke from Where the Millers. Like, he's yeah, like, yeah, this is a cop. And <laughs> um, like Parks and, and Rec. Parks and yeah, Rec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ron, Ron Swanson. Swanson. Yeah. <laughs> no, but when he just starts crying because like Mar- obviously Murray Bartlett. Wants to off himself. Yeah, just, I was like, "Fuck." Yeah, yeah. yeah you were talk- you were talking to me days after, going, "Wow, Nick Offman didn't know he had that in him." Like, mm. beautiful performance. Yeah, both get, of them get him in more dramatic stuff. They're I both- sort of knew that Murray Murray could do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. White Lotus mm. yeah. has some incredible acting range. Yes. <laughs> I'd actually watched White Lotus that morning because I was just starting to watch it. I'd gone from Murray Bartlett eating out the bellboy's ass <laughs> to love story with Nick Offerman. And I was like, yeah. That is a brilliant contrast. Yeah. 
Doing Australia <laughs> proud in both elements. I think it's worth jumping to episode five, Sam and Henry. What Great do we think episode. of that episode? Incredible. Mm. Also, um, I thought that the stakes were raised. So the end of episode four was where they were in the apartment building mm. and then they find them with the gun. Yeah. The one difference they had uh, in this episode from the game is that they made Sam deaf Um and I think that was an interesting choice. And I think it, Craig Mazin, the director of the show, said that one of the reasons why they did that is they wanted to show a different relationship between Sam and Henry and Joel and Ellie. They didn't mm. want it to be too similar. Yeah. And I think that ended up paying out, paying off really mm. well. Yeah. I think it was interesting for Ellie's character as well because she was kind of playing with him mm. and we were used to seeing her just being really tough and, mm. you know, very hard, especially on Joel. So I think yeah. that was a nice little dynamic between the four of them as well. Yeah, showing her vulnerable. Like that was, I don't know, maybe one of the first times we saw her be vulnerable because mm. she's obviously like being motherly to this young boy. Yeah. It's just it was really nice to see. Yeah. yeah and, great point there. and also Thanks, with… Um, <laughs> no worries. <laughs> also with Henry and Sam, it's like um, because they can do sign language and stuff and, and they've just arrived, they're sort of strangers to Joel and Ellie. Um, they've got the upper hand in being able to you know, communicate with each other and mm. Joel doesn't have a clue what's going on. Um, so that that was like cool in that regard and Ellie's just none the wiser. She's just you know mm. having a blast with this, this kid yeah. rather than having Joel as the father around yeah. all the time. I think as well the way that it was written, they I think the episode started with Sam and Henry. Yeah, and so we, led up- we end episode four with them waking up with yeah. guns in their face. And then we start episode five. Joel With and Ellie them. aren't there back in time yeah. Yeah. to how they found them. Yeah, and I love – they do that throughout, especially with, you know, Bill and Frank and later as well. I love that they contextualize and deepen a character before just throwing yeah. them at you. Yeah, 100%. Because yeah. you end up caring about them even if they die within mm. the length of one episode. Yeah. You end up really being like, oh, fuck, I really like that character. Yeah, and especially when there was that huge, like, spree of um, – Infected. Oh, mate. Oh, and like mate. chasing. The bloater. The yeah. Big, big oh, so unit. cool. Fucked. He and you incredible. were really like hoping that they all stayed alive. Mm. Guess so, how much those, the suit of that bloater cost <laughs> to make? 100 uh, grand. Yeah, you got 100 grand. Uh, 400. Oh, no 100 way. grand. Up. I'm going to go fuck off. 720. Half a mil, so five hundred grand. Shit. What? Well, what is in that? Well, wasn't know. it like eight, Just, wasn't it like eight foot tall or something? Yeah, it was enormous. Yeah, it was okay. enormous. Jeez. But they spent many, many hours. Is there a guy in there? Yes. What the fuck? Fucking hell! That thing would be oh, right. so That's hot insane. as well. Holy, and it, it was also in there got for like, like flames and fires going on yeah, around true. him. Man, when that came, when that thing came out, I was so hyped. I was like, "Oh, here we go!" Yeah. I got no clue what happens in the games, but this <laughs> yeah. is obviously a big boss thing you it's have to deal with. Awesome. I love yeah. this. I loved how like the truck goes down to the hole and it's silent, and you can just hear yeah. like people. And, you hear like, you hear and then all of a sudden, just like, boom! They're yeah. just all out. And yeah, so it just shows the chaos in the like, game. So was the bloater like a huge battle that you had to? So <laughs> ironically, guys, like there's actually a the few bloaters in the game. Oh, there's actually a few of them, and they, I think, they wanted to use them sparingly. One mm. because it's fucking expensive to make, <laughs> but also just because uh, the shock value is much greater if you see it mm. like less. But yeah. um, but what did happen in the game is Joel's in that sniper nest trying to fucking shoot. Like hundreds of infected, while Ellie, Sam, and Henry like trying around. to escape. Yeah, yeah, fuck, that was cool. 
We didn't um, we didn't speak about it, but the start of that episode, <laughs> which shows that Fedra isn't actually working everywhere, and they're just rounding up Fedra agents and just mm. hanging them, killing them in the streets. Yes, that was sick. Yeah, and like, the also, sacrifices. Yeah, provided context about Henry and Sam, but I thought that was mad. Because yeah. when I like saw episode one, I thought, oh, Fedra is so like established, it's like everywhere, and then you can just see how easy it is to overthrow them and mm. throw everything into chaos. Yeah, that that like element of it really just made me think like fuck this game is so elaborate they've thought of this virus and then thought of like how humans would react in every way multiple factions yeah so moving into the uh the pinnacle moment of episode five which would have you know which breaks all our hearts on another monday night (laughs) (laughs) um they they have their little um skirmish with the infected and they get to a safe house um ellie and sam go to bed and Ellie, or Sam shows Ellie that he's been bit. And then you have to go through the whole point of this little boy is scared, but, mm-hmm. you know, he's deaf and he's riding on his little um, etch-a-sketch. etch-a-sketch. Yeah. That's like an old etch-a-sketch with the, the lift-up paper. Um, and then Ellie's also using it and they're just communicating. There's a little song going on and your heart's your heart is just fucking hoping. Just, yeah, when oh, she says, oh, I'm scared of ending up alone. Yeah. Like, oh. nah. And she gave him the blood. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I honestly thought that was gonna work. 100%. <laughs> Bit weird though. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? I'm immune. <laughs> <laughs> Take it. The kids, the kids like, what? <laughs> five minutes. They were like blood siblings. Then he went all. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm the cue. He's like, no. You know what Tom picked up? Tom, my brother, picked up on when she wakes up in the morning. Sam was sitting on his bed, like facing the sun or facing away from Ellie. So, like, I think if he, he you know, turned all fungal. And the like plan has taken over. They wouldn't see that Ellie was like behind them to like attack or here. Yeah, because she's asleep and not. She's moving asleep. Yeah. She's not yeah, moving. Right. It's all good. But if he was sitting the other way, they would just see that there's a human mm. there and let's go for it. Yeah. Maybe he felt himself turning and turned himself away. It's like <laughs> maybe not. Then maybe not. When they wake up in the morning and Sam is now infected, and then. Kim and Ellie have that struggle. Joel mm. and Henry storm in, obviously seeing what's happening. Uh, Henry is obviously struggling to see what's happening mm. to his younger brother, struggling to comprehend he's it. Got sh- yeah. He's in shock at that he's time. He's in complete yeah. shock. And he's and jo- Joel is like trying to prevent him from doing anything stupid. Um, and then he kind of instinctively, half instinctively shoots Sam. Mm. When, when, I, th- I, don't, I think it's not meant to be clear whether it's an accident or whether it's yeah. intentional. Um, and Ellie, credit to Bella Ramsey, the actress, had a great reaction. Like it was like a mix of shock and complete horror. Yeah. Um, yeah. As he's shot and he just falls on the floor. And then uh, Henry obviously points the gun at his head. He, he starts muttering, what, what have I done? What did I do? What did mm. I do? Uh, and then Joel's like, no, 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 no. And, yeah. It's over. Yeah. Calm him down. Like, and then oh. Ellie has another another shock reaction. Yeah. That was another one of my Monday nights ruined. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you, you just see your face in the reflection as it goes black to the credits. And you're like, fuck. I, like, you're I'm, staring I'm, at a black screen. Yeah, you're just looking at yourself <laughs> going, who am I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, also like a on a serious note though, I thought that was a really big turning point for Ellie's like, I don't know, self-confidence. Because mm. she's given him the blood, going to bed. And like, it's a blow to lose that kid she's just formed a connection with. But it's also a blow for her to then start doubting that she's immune. 
Yeah. She's going, if I can't save True. some of my blood, like what's, How, my, what's, what's the my point purpose? of me? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Big roller coaster of uh, emotion there. Mm. Um, next episode, I thought it was really interesting to finally, like we saw, you know, different sides of Ellie's character, to finally see different sides of Joel's character when they go to his brother's um, kind of commune, commune, ranch. tribe, Good ranch, ranch, thing. Maybe. Ram, ranch. Um, but we see that it's different to any of the other places that we've been to already. They're kind of very communal, very communal, all about each other. Um, they seem to be doing quite well. They as, share work. They share all. Yeah, communists. Yes. <laughs> yeah, communists. Um, but I thought it was really good to see a different side to Joel when he talks to his brother. Mm. And the, the brother's kind of saying like, you know, why are you um, doing this? Like, why don't you just stay here? And we start to see that he, Joel is wanting to take care of Ellie. What do you think of that sort of change? Well, I think uh, at first he realizes the limitations of his abilities because mm. he's getting old. Yeah. Uh, his hearing's bad in one ear and that heartfelt conversation he has with Tommy where I'm pretty sure it was one of the first times you see Joel get emotional mm. post uh, his daughter's death. Yeah. And he's literally like, I can't care for her. I need you to be the one to take her mm. to the Fireflies lab. And it's more of like a him pondering like I couldn't take care of my daughter originally, you know, 20, 25 years ago when this mm. started. How am I meant to do it again with yep. Ellie and I'm in worse shape? Yeah. Fear of failure, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Took uh, me by surprise. Oh, sorry, what were you saying? No, you go on. I was going to say, it took me by surprise when he started getting those like anxiety attacks before pulling the trigger and stuff. Like, Yeah. Especially after the episode with Sam and Henry sniping mm. all these people. Yeah, and he was doing a good job at that. Yeah. <laughs> mm. That was the episode though that I realized I loved the cinematography. Mm. Like you'd gone from like post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic cities to like barren, snowy, like countryside. Mm, yeah. yeah. It just looks so Some incredible shots. Mm. In yeah. Snow, yeah. Loved that. Wyoming, I think that was supposed to be, which is where the town is mm. in okay. Jackson. Yeah. Beautiful place. Yeah. I think um, the dynamic between uh, Tommy's wife or partner yeah. with Joel Maria. was also interesting. Um Especially because, what well, was she, a lawyer before? District attorney. District attorney. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the best lawyer he can be. Yeah. <laughs> and she business. she kind of knew what Joel had been up to. Is that right? Yeah, Tommy had told her. Yeah. yeah. And so to kind of have that play into it as well and Joel kind of question himself was really interesting. Yeah, towards the end of episode six, he has that really quite heartfelt conversation with Ellie. Mm in the room where she's obviously overheard his conversation with yep. Tommy and um, and she's like, why, if you're going to go, just go. And he, and then he's, she kind of probes him about Sarah because she finds out from Tommy's wife yep. and she says, I'm not her, you know, and she's, and he then goes, basically don't push this, don't push it. And then she says, I've lost people too. He says, you have no idea what loss is. And then she makes this comment about – he makes this comment rather saying, you sure as hell ain't my daughter and I sure as hell ain't your dad. I can't yeah. do a Texan accent. <laughs> but, um, no, yeah, that was incredible. That one, that one is another scene directly ripped from the game and it's just 
hits real hard. Yeah. Is that when she goes like, oh, everyone else has left me except for you? Exactly. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Again, I think in this crazy world, they're able to just build these characters so well. Mm. And especially going into the next episode where we see who Ellie has lost. What do we think about that episode with Storm Reid coming into the show? It's incredible. First thing like that happened, she came in, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, before <laughs> before yeah, yeah, there's a lot of, yeah. lot of HBO, HBO, HBO like into it's the same roster. as it's, it's like WWE. They're like, hey, come yeah. out. They should have brought in the uh, the yeah, cast. we got a sign and trade coming in. Yep, Storm Reads yeah. coming in. Royal Rumble next. Should have brought in the cast from Ballers. You have Dwayne Johnson as one of the horses in episode five. As a horse, <laughs> make Dwayne Johnson a bloater. He's big oh, yeah. enough. Jesus. Could have saved yeah, about two hundred k on that. Yeah. Um, but no, I think yeah. very um, it's very emotionally provocative. Mm. I uh, like. I obviously. I think. I think. I knew that Ellie was like lesbian, mm. but like, just I like. I'd, I'd heard that, but mm. like, seeing her relationship with Storm Reid on the big screen, like, they're just both such young but fucking powerful act- actresses. Yep. Mm. It was just so good, especially to see like the kind of other elements that we haven't seen, where Ellie's at school. Um, you know, she's semi-normal in this chaotic situation. Um, but when Storm's character comes back and we get that slow attraction building as they spend this night together and... It's more of an episode just to show how much of a teenager she really is. Yes. Like, like at the end of how the day. young and immature and just like mm. rolling with the punches and sort of just trying to find out who she is. Yeah. Like that's what the whole episode is about, I reckon. Did anyone uh, get Stranger Things vibes from that mall? The mall? Yes. Yeah. Big <laughs> time. That's what I was thinking of the whole time. <laughs> I just thought it was a bit red hot having a girl from Euphoria ride a merry-go-round. I was watching that going, uh, don't know about that yeah, one. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> true. Fuck. Yeah, different. Uh, different. The, Maybe the it was analogy the same might one. have been lost on HBO for that one. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. But uh, um, one of the things I love about these, like like the episode three and obviously this one is, this is one of the only shows that has the capacity to have mm. only 40 minutes to give context about characters and never show them again, except you think you've known them for the whole season. Yeah, that's so well said. It's really cool, man. Like, right. I can't think of another show that like has been able to do that. Mm. Make you connect so much to an individual character and then just yeah. rip your heart out of your fucking yeah. chest. Again, happy the, Monday. These could, yeah, happy Monday. <laughs> happy Monday. The show's, um, the show's slogan is <laughs> happy Monday. <laughs> <laughs> out of fucking Monday, 101. No, I think um, it, like they're obviously different and this – show that I'm about to say is an anthology but and we've watched this recently Black Mirror like oh, it's very similar t- like styles of writing where it has to be so tight and direct and you can't skip a beat with such limited time in one episode and again like you said Patty they just get it all in suck you in build these characters so deeply and you just care for them so much especially being kind of the younger characters of the show um, Storm and uh, Ellie. <laughs> I'll just call her Storm. Um, <laughs> but name. yeah, to see them kind of have this like nice night amongst this chaos was really good to see. And then for it to be turned upside down after, especially after they just kissed each other and we see Ellie and um, Storm just like smiling at each other. Yeah. Like that was just like, again, another roller coaster. Yeah. Again, uh, fuck you Monday. <laughs> yeah. But I think the other th- interesting thing was that it was the f- not the first time, but we saw 
someone's immediate reaction to being bit. Like Ellie was like, oh, shit, oh, shit, and she's kind of like bashing everything in the room. Oh, yeah, and then um, Storm just, just sinks down into a seated position yeah. and just yeah. like, accepts her fate. And then they're like, let's, let's just ride it out. It. Yeah, that was cool. Do you I boys like, like? Are you boys happy with them showing the like what preceded that like off screen, or would you have liked to have seen Storm go nuts and Ellie like kind of realize she's a? Oh yeah, because it was episode nine or eight where mm. she told Joel like I had to mm. shoot, I had to um, shoot her. Yeah, yeah, to shoot my yeah. like best I mean, I, friend in the head because yeah. I wasn't turning and she was. Yeah. Um, Did you want to see it on screen? Well, that's what I'm asking you. I think that I – I'm sure it would have been great, but I think it might have been very similar to Sam and Henry. Yeah. They probably filmed it and cut it maybe. Yeah. Probably but, did, yeah. And then they probably also thought, look, with episode three with, with Frank and Bill, we didn't show it and that was powerful enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, probably don't need to. Mm. Do you see it in the game? It's so it's a bit of DLC in the game, and I never played the DLC. In the game, like you have to play as Ellie and then you have to shoot your friend. You're like, oh no, you please. Gotta, you gotta <laughs> like, geez, I've failed this level 17 times. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot bring myself to achieve this level. I've just kissed her. Fuck. <laughs> you you gotta, square to kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Circle to use more time. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Fuck. Oh. What has this podcast become? Um, yeah, what an episode. I think it was probably better off screen. And to then be... Uh, yeah, I, I think the, this show does... What it does so well is showing and not telling. Mm. And that but then, is the greatness of it. And then it tells but doesn't... Wait, you said showing but not telling. It's telling but not showing. Sorry, it does both. <laughs> yeah, because then, because then Ellie <laughs> uses that to um, you know build more of a relationship with Joel by... You know, saying the hardship she had to deal with. Correct. Like by killing her best friend. Yeah. Um, moving to episode eight. At the end of episode seven, we jump to real time and, and Joel is um, <laughs> been stabbed been and recovered. Stabbed, yeah. fallen off the horse while bleeding out. Ellie is dragging his body, um, you know, trying to get him all the help he needs. She goes out on a mission to find some antibiotics, any sort of meds she can find, and finds another colony. Um, Grub, you want to walk us through that colony? Yeah, sure. So she's, I think she shoots a deer mm. um, and then comes across these two guys, yep. David, and the other guy was called James, who, side note, mm-hmm. yeah. Troy Baker, who is the voice actor of Joel in the game. Wow. He is the actor of James. So the sidekick, not David, but James. And um, yeah, they sit down, and, and Ellie's obviously very. Uh, jittery, doesn't want to associate with them, basically threatens them and uh, David sends James to go and get meds for, for her. So what she about when he, when he sends James off? He goes, go get the meds, don't tell anyone else, bring him back in 12 hours. And and James is like looking at him like, and he's like no, that wasn't code, mate. <laughs> Just go get him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he's a good bloke. Good yeah, no, well. Great bloke. Apparently yeah. not. <laughs> well, David was starting as a good bloke, but yeah. Benesco's I actually thought eyes. David was yeah. a good bloke. Mm. You, I think that's what they were trying to do at the start of the episode. He's yeah. a good guy, neck minute. He's the <laughs> biggest neck cunt. Minute. He's the <laughs> yeah. worst guy of the whole he, show. Oh he was God. the scariest character individually of the whole whole show. Yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. I think that the way that Scott Shepard played him and the casting of him was phenomenal. Mm. I think he – I don't know what else he's been in, but I know that he was in – True Detective Season 3, if you've seen that. 
no, would recommend if you have it. Season one, bloke. Yeah. Season one was the best. Yeah, 100%. incredible. Um, <laughs> was great show. Another great. It always comes show. up in cinemates. Yeah, it yeah. does. <laughs> season one. Um, anyway, I think that the way that he was able to play this like, you know, nice guy at the start. He's running this kind of church religious group, um, but then to turn to a complete another psycho. Yeah, and also the way that because he was their leader, the way that. He could just like look at someone and not say anything and they'd be like kind of sh- like shivering and regret what they said to him was Absolutely. amazing. I was like, why are they so scared of this guy? Yeah. And we find out why later. This <laughs> is a piece of shit. One of the things I also loved about the start of this episode was like it opened to a girl with no context of her crying, mourning her dad. And I think this episode adds a layer into like, oh. it's not like Joel's just killing a random, like he's killed a father of a young girl who's just adds more humanity to like, the people in the apocalypse. Do we think that Joel actually killed, or do we know? He did. He was the guy who, when he, he got stabbed, stabbed in the like, oh, in the true. stomach Sorry. at yeah. the university, he was one of the guys he managed to yeah. kill. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They were yeah. part of that. Group. Sorry, I thought, I thought that like they had actually killed the father. And they were blaming Joel, on some but other they'd guy. actually just eat that him. would have been even more cruel. Imagine <laughs> if they did that. Mate. They just needed some food. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, the, I'm so the hungry. Scene where he's like, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Like. This guy who killed the dad was traveling little girl just like you, and you turn left and the guns right there. I was like, "Fuck, yeah, yeah, fuck." They really built it up so well. Like, you weren't quite sure what was going to happen. Well, there was like a nice conversation going on, and Mm. I was like, "This guy, this is this is the Last of Us. This is Monday. Like, something bad is about to happen." I need to lull me into this. Don't lull me into this false sense of security. (laughs) Yeah, Um, but I think that the way that. Um, it played out like she kind of ran back to Joel, gave him the medicine. They come after her. We get a bit of a chase scene. Um, and a, my question is how how does Joel get up from the state he was in and mm. like go beast mode once again? Yeah, Semi beast mode. Jug. Out of the corner. Mate. He only got antibiotics. It's not like they shot him with adrenaline in the neck no. or anything like no. that. That's probably a bit of a plot hole, but I'm all it's for it. It's a nitpick, it. yeah. yeah. It's a nitpick. Yeah, yeah. lay off it, man. That's why I gave it four out of five. Do you play? I, <laughs> I think actually, I can maybe say something. Um, we before the university incident, we'd gotten how Joel admitted to caring for Ellie after doubting himself that he had the ability to go yep. with her. Then when he probably woke up after being stabbed to see that Ellie had taken the time to care for him, maybe he did get adrenaline to be like, oh, shit, I've got to save her. Yeah. Hearing the person upstairs. Oh, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. You've maybe. seen him several times throughout the season go into that mm. like, mode. Other, yeah, mode. Joel mode, we'll call yeah, it. Joel mode. Joel mode. Joel maybe mode. it wasn't adrenaline. Mode. Maybe it was another drug. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was love. <laughs> maybe so. we all need a bit of that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, insane. And then the kind of fight out. What do we think of the fight out between David and Ellie? Well, first you have to, you have to recognize that, uh, James who Troy Baker played got meat cleavered. Play that so smartly. Oh mate. She She was like, Oh, I'm bitten. That was, Oh, it was a cracking. Yeah. Yeah. Great thinking on the, on her feet there. Mm. How old is Ellie meant to be? She's meant to be 14, I think. Very, very smart yeah. girl. I don't think Bella Ramsey's far off 14 either. Really? No, she, 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 I think 16. she's she's closer to 20 now. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. She's 19 <laughs> when they were filming. 
So how old was she in years. Game of Thrones? She was young in Game fuck. of Thrones. Fuck. No, that's insane. That Would have got a paycheck for yeah. that, eh? <laughs> HBO man. She was in the roster. But yeah, no, the uh the scene between her and David was a little fire skirmish. Oh man. And he is basically confessing to her what he is while mm. he tries to rape her yeah. quite viciously. Yeah. Um and she somehow gets her hand on the cleaver. Among the lines from the show that like stick with you it was um him leaning over her, like bearing his weight down, going like, don't worry, I like it when they struggle. Yeah. That's oh, that fucked. Yeah. My Monday then, was but, gone. <laughs> no, but then your Monday was resurrected when she cleaved him in the head yeah. about 50 times. Bruh. Yeah. I mean, I like I haven't played the game like you have. So the whole time I was going, oh, Joel's coming. Joel's coming. It was actually quite refreshing to see mm. Ellie Her just do it. fuck him up herself. Like yeah. That was a change in the game as well because, like, she kills him, but Joel actually comes into the into the restaurant or whatever, the diner that they're in. But this time they let her do her thing and mm. then he runs into her outside, which I actually was think was a great change. And yeah. that one line. Baby, baby girl. Baby girl. <laughs> baby, <laughs> I'm girl. Here, baby girl. You're they, right, baby girl. That, oh, that made me. That, well. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> I had a bit of a lip quiver myself. Yeah. That made me cringe. Um, really? Oh, man. I just don't like hearing people say baby girl. Okay, well. Those two words They've combo been together. A lot, like, right? Lay off them. But oh yeah, her and Bella, um, Bella Ramsey's performance um, with the old cleaver to the head um, was great. Like pure emotion, screaming, just, yep. just letting it all out. Mm. Don't know what she was thinking about at that point, but that was, yeah. that was cool. Crazy. Yeah. Amazing episode. I think, yeah, that was one of my favorites. Yeah, top um, three for sure. Yeah. Let's get into the finale. What an episode. What an ending. Um, I think the way that it started with the birth scene – and her mother really deepened Ellie's character, especially finding out kind of why she's so tough. Um, I think the way that they played that was, again, just one of those amazing contextual openings that they did. And I, The casting of her mum. Yeah. I, I was confused. I thought I was watching 15 years down the line and, yeah. and so. Ellie was having a kid. No, I knew. I didn't know happening. what was going on. I was like, no. oh, is that Ellie in 20 yeah. years? So the casting was so good. Mm. Yeah. And then you find out obviously that and, it's and you, actually Ellie as you in the said, game. You know like how she's become so like rugged and, and hard in this world because she's just been born into this world, no mother, no father. Mm. And it's just a product of the apocalypse, basically. Yeah. And weren't you saying earlier, or like at least in your notes, that that, that woman, the actress was um It was Ellie yeah, in, the, in game. the game. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. So the yeah, literally that's why like as you were saying that. Well, how do they look so similar then? I don't know. It's mm. great. That's cool. great casting. Oh, the casting was incredible. But yeah. when you when I heard uh Ellie's mom being played on the screen, I'm like, I'm listening to Ellie from the game. This is cool. fucked. Oh, Wait, they've, in, they've included quite a few video game mm. characters. Been incredible. Like, you've got obviously James. Yeah. Ellie, you've got did you say Tommy is the same bloke as well? Marlene. Yeah. Yeah, Marlene plays herself. Yeah. Um, oh, so cool. the voice actor who plays Marlene in the game plays oh, herself wow. as well. She's the only one who plays the same character. Yeah. And the rest have minor roles, but mm. it's just a credit to like them actually paying Showing homage respect, to the game. Yeah. 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 And cool. they do it so well. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, that opening again was another side to the way that the world works, like being infected. Being sure. pregnant at the same time, like that was sort of addressed as a just a subjective thing. I thought it was really interesting to see. The, is it Marlene? Yeah. Marlene says to her henchman, 
cover her ears when she has to go in and kill Ellie's mum. Just didn't cover the ears. No, yeah. no, no, yeah, it was the listing. Yeah, what? Follow some orders, mate. Yeah. <laughs> that henchman was Henry. Yeah, bro. Oh, You're so dark, <laughs> man. How would it be Henry? So... He's got a time machine back there. Um, <laughs> oh, um, what else another... happens before the yeah. big hospital? The giraffe? Well, I was just oh. going to say, well, obviously the giraffe, but like, Showing Marlene there really ups the emotional stakes for the mm. end of the episode because, like, we know that Marlene was the f- was with Ellie before Joel, mm. but we didn't know for how long in the context. But like that, she was there from day dot. Like, yeah, really, like her motives. Yeah. yeah, well, it's there to show her sacrifice as well as Joel. So it's she when she says later in the episode, which we'll get to, she's like, "I I understand completely," and mm. she's actually the only one other than Joel that who can understand. Who gets it? Yeah, yeah. henchman could have understood. Personally, the the one of the biggest things that I loved about this episode was when Joel admits to his suicide attempt to Ellie. Because we've seen that he's got this scar on his head and we don't fully understand how he's gone from being a father, losing Sarah, to then caring for Ellie. Like we know kind of why he cares for Ellie and wants to complete the mission, but we don't get fully why. And what what are you looking at? I I did not make that connection. What the Okay, f- so what? I'll explain. Do you know what so, you're saying? I thought when you said So he says that he missed, I thought that meant like he missed She's like soldier. No, she's like No, he tried to kill himself. Oh, some guy missed your head and he was like, when? "Yeah, I was the guy who missed." No, I saw it say I did not Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> I thought you meant like he didn't get the soldier in time, and Sarah. Oh, that's fucking. No, he yeah. was like sitting. Was, Go on, look like in the camera pers- as you cry. Like <laughs> 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 I just realised. Hold shit. on, it's Thursday, not Monday. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but yeah, so she then says, "I guess time heals all things," and he says back to her, "He goes something like, it wasn't time; it was you.'" And I was like, oh, fuck. Again, live quiver. Yeah. That was amazing. What do you guys think of that? Yeah. Incredible. I think he's obviously the character progression of Joel to this point. Mm. Um, He's obviously opening up to Ellie. She, on the other hand, for once, is being the kind of quiet one because Mm. she's just experienced this horrific event the episode prior. Yeah. So she's just trying to like. I think Joel also selected this time to tell her that story because she's going through a real yeah. dark, mm. rough patch right after that incident. Yeah. And, and he's just like, okay, now I need to open up about a dark time as well. Yeah. And we can she's not a chirpy self. Forward. She's like quite vulnerable. Yeah. He matches that. And then after that story, I think they, you know, go get some materials or whatever. And then they keep walking and he goes, you know what? I feel like some puns. Yeah. From the pun book. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, ah. Always right. Yeah. And isn't guitar a big part of The Last of Us 2 or something? It is. Yeah. And he's like, I want to teach you guitar. And she's like, not even listening. Mm. Yeah. They have like a fucking automated guitar thing that you can play on the game. Hotel from. California, but a guitar hero. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, no. imagine if you just took out the guitar hero controller. <laughs> you have to buy another controller purely for like one you like get 20 a minute segment of the DLC game. DLC package. You got to get a guitar. <laughs> um, yeah. But then we get the giraffe scene. So. The giraffe was real. You're seeing that everywhere. Yeah, fucking. incredible. Wait, they used the a real giraffe. giraffe real. Not a CG. It looked fake. No, 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 no it was full real. Well, maybe the background was the background the was fake. fake. Yeah. Okay. Oh, one, not eight. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've already dropped 500,000 on the suit, not, not yeah. your ass. Um, yeah, that scene was meant to. Well, that's sick. So, like, um, Bella Ramsey was just like feeding, feeding an giraffe. actual giraffe. Oh, that's yeah. Sick. But um, that scene was meant to be, that was straight from the game as well. Oh, okay. really? I saw the comparisons to, to that. Yeah. yeah, and it was meant to be like one of the most powerful moments in the game. And I think looking at Joel, looking at Ellie, just like mm. admiring a, like an, a natural beast in its in its not really natural environment, but mm. just like appreciating her. It was a, it was a really powerful like daddy-daughter scene, I suppose, yeah. if you will. Daddy-Pedro. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. I think what was so great about that, especially from Pedro's performance, was just that he didn't say anything. And like we've come so far, we've seen them go through so much together. And we finally get just a quiet scene of like a normal thing, semi normal thing happening. Um, especially before the ensuing chaos that happens after this. Um, was again such a roller coaster, but just so just deepening their characters and you really cared for them. Um, you say roller coaster in the last episode, um, last episode's really like that. Mm. You're, you're pretty high, like you're high emotionally at the start with his confession about his yep. story. Then you're lulled and you're, you're nice, peaceful with the giraffe. And then we move forward to the, to the hospital scene mm. with the fireflies. So let's jump yeah, into that. Let's do it. So they get hit. Um, he wakes up in the bed being knocked out and we find that Marlene and her firefly henchmen are in the hospital. And I think that what was really interesting, and I don't know how this played out in the game, but um, was that we immediately get told that they've put Ellie into surgery and that they have to get the cordyceps out of her brain. Oh, no. Which would result in killing mm, her. Correct. Yeah. But he's, the way it's like dialogue-wise said is Joel goes, the cordyceps... Uh, grow in the brain and you're like oh shit he realizes yeah. he figures it out yeah. well, they're building it up you're like oh that's so good like she's gonna make the we're gonna get the cure and, yeah i was yeah. like hell yeah because like, like, i have no clue what cordyceps are so like, good news got a cure like, yeah, bad no. news she's, she's dead <laughs> yeah uh yeah. no it's, it's very similar again i think one of the best parts about this scene was when joel goes full joel mode as we've coined, joel mode, coined yeah. it yeah uh they mute the yeah. sound effects and they play that incredible score which is from the game as mm. well while he's just massive. I think you get muffled you get, chills just yeah, muffled. About that. you get <laughs> muffled gunshots like boom boom absolutely yeah. boom and boom. he's just fucking mowing them down people with even without guns before yeah. he even gets to the doctor's room he's just killing unsuspecting mm. yeah, he's people. very um yeah, he's very Joel mode in that to be fair yeah. gets, <laughs> gets in the uh, gets no, in the, the ER mode. room gets in the doctor's room Doctor like pulls a little shiv on him with his scalpel. And he's like, he's like, get away. And Joel also, just goes, fuck off, man. <laughs> Bang. Ellie's like in line with the like surgeon's body. No, and he's he not. just no, she's not. Yeah. No, Ellie's to the right. And, okay, well, and he's facing. It doesn't matter. Like you're right. in a surgery. Like have you just seen Joel? He's take, seen him be a precise about, shot. He's taken about thirty guys know, out before. He's what fine. I'm, what I'm trying to say is like you're in a surgical room. Like she could get infected. Or, I don't know. Like. Mate, she's immune. You don't shoot in a surgical she's room. What I'm saying is he does. Rolls, the point is he's, 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 he's fully unhinged. zoned out yeah. at that point. Sorry, he's Mike's, not even really a human anymore. <laughs> Mike's nitpicking here. You don't shoot in a surgery room, mate. We're mate, in the apocalypse. Basic sanitization, <laughs> all right? All right. There, I'll be honest. There were giraffes jaywalking earlier. You can shoot in the hospital. Yeah, yeah you can do whatever <laughs> you want, mate. All right. After, okay, after he shot the doctors, he should have wiped Ellie down with a chuck swipe. Yeah. <laughs> and washed his hands. Here's the big question. This is what's been dividing 
everyone. Mm-hmm. Were you supportive of him when he's shooting at the doctors and shooting him, or were you going, mate, you've just fucked everyone? Well, I think you've got to get to the Marlene scene and then you can address that <clears throat> yeah, as a park, whole Marlene. because mm-hmm. she kind of challenges him on it. She says, you can stop it now. We can make it work if you stop now. And as in, like, is she offering him, like, oh, try and make it work by keeping Ellie alive? Yeah, no, as in if you hand her over now, I can forget sure. that you've just murdered my entire fucking He doesn't game. care at that point. He's, no, he wants just to save Ellie. He's just got her. Yeah. So I don't know. I say? I say, fuck it. The the daddy daughter father daughter connection daddy. is strong. <laughs> Fucking go with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. apparently when they were doing so, obviously all the same as the game when they were play when they were getting people to play test this scene in the game. Apparently, a hundred percent of the people who played this scene and were the parents were parents said that Joel was a hundred percent justified in what he did, what? and people who weren't parents, it was about a sixty forty split. Towards Joel? Towards Joel. I don't think my mum would ever shoot a hospital up, like even if, no matter how sick I was. Mm. Well, is your mum playing the game? That's the thing. They're, yeah, they're, the no game. Really she hasn't played the game, though. <laughs> Put a controller in her hands. Yeah. Put her in the hospital scene. I think, Is she like, shooting a doctor in the head? And your mum is Fuck going no. zero dark 30. Yeah. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. <laughs> John Wick, man. I think, Jesus. I think like, so the when, when it was panning out in front of me, we get, you know, as you said, the amazing scene of, the music just taking over. We get all the emotion. We're seeing what he's doing. There's soldiers that are like shot and, you know, impaired. But And they're like, you don't have to kill me. You don't have yeah. to kill me. And he still does. Mm-hmm. I think some of that is too far. Mm-hmm. I also thought that the the way I was interpreting what his mindset was, by the time he does get to the car park and Marlene kind of faces up with him, it seems like he's just saving her for himself. Yeah. And it's not, at least for me, it wasn't like, let's find an alternative way to get the cure out of her. Yeah. So in that way, I'm like, I think he maybe was a bit selfish. Yeah. Absolutely. But also maybe he's lost hope in finding the cure and he's like, I don't care. We there's, don't have to There's do potential this. for people in those situations, apocalyptic situations, where they just don't believe that a cure is possible at mm. any point. Well, we got the conversation before where Ellie's like, we do it all the way. We've gone through all this shit. Yeah, which is basically her, it's meant to be her consenting to yes. going through with the surgery mm. regardless of the cost. And yeah. Joel takes that decision away from her. Correct. Which I think is the key ethical mm. uh, decision that he makes. Yeah. He also so takes it, it away from her without like letting her know. Yeah, like, but so does Marlene. Her. Marlene doesn't give her the option either. Marlene so puts her a, straight under. And yeah. she kind yeah. of said, we put him straight, we put her straight under, there'll be no pain. She so won't she, even know. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So they're all a bit fucked, yeah. I think. Well, it's all just, yeah, it's all just real human decisions and mistakes made in, in yeah. very troubling times. It is. Um, while we're here, I will just say that for me, uh, on the this episode as a whole, I thought that the pacing, it was really fast for me. A lot was happening quite quickly. Mm. I loved the action sequences. Everything from the hospital forwards was like really good. But just from some of the slower episodes prior where they really like built it mm. up, like in that snowy lake um, or whatever the place was called, it was really built up. Whereas this one was just hitting me and there were parts of me where I was a bit like, Hey, just slow it down. This was a is only a forty eight minute uh, finale. It would have been shortest um, episode. Could have been. Long. It's when they knock yeah. them out and then you're straight in the hospital. And yeah, then it's 
from yeah. there it's done basically. Yeah. So that's a very quick jump. Yeah. Mm. It's just it, for me it, it could have been extended a bit longer or split over two episodes. It just felt very fast and we're obviously about to get to the next scene where he's in the car, but it yeah, for me it finished a bit quickly. Mm. I would have liked yeah. it to be a bit. Yeah. Also if they're going to confront you with the potential for Ellie's death, I think they should have also like extended the start where it shows her like being excited as a youngling to like the giraffes, the city or not to then contrast that with like, oh shit, we might lose this character. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree. I think that the show the whole time has been like, okay, will they die? Will they not die? And in this time, when Joel was doing the Joel mode rampage, we kind of knew she's getting saved. <laughs> there was no questioning that. So I think they could have dragged out some sort of element where we were like, oh shit, like she's, she might not. She's yeah. nearly going to die and then he saves her. But I think but also he, he went end, to Joel mode. He went to yeah. Joel mode. But I think Maybe the I end as well, like I know it was a cliffhanger mm. and we'll talk about it now. Like we got a bit of tension. She's woken up. He's lied to her and said, you know, they. He gave her the spiel. Get the cure. Yeah, he gave her the spiel. But I then, think that was too quick. Then you've maybe. got. He gave her the spiel, which was like a good spiel, it was a semi good lie from him. And then you get her, her confronting him like on the, on like the, the high the hill edge before they go back down to the, the town. Do you think it was a good lie from him? Because I, I don't think so. Well, I think in the car, well, I, I think it was a nice story. It but, was decent, but, remember but where he was she, like, she like listened to that and then turned around and like you could tell she didn't believe it. More important question, yeah, do you think she believes it? Absolutely not. I don't not. think so. I, I, think, so. I think it's she's asking him point blank and then… Giving him an out. Yeah, giving him an out and he doesn't take it and it's more like she's like, well, I'm with you. I have to fucking let it go or just try and move on from this point. But I don't think she actually believes it. She doesn't believe it and no. it's going to, in season two, it's going to it's gonna brew. Tension. It's going to brew to a boiling point and then just like erupt. Yeah. They're going to mm. have a big split. Well, the yeah. thing, that, thing that's quite interesting for, you know, Newly Michael and I is we haven't played The Last of Us 2. So I actually don't know where it goes from here. So I would yeah. love to see like kind of like a she knows, but he knows she knows, but he won't acknowledge it type thing. Mm. Like, I don't know who dies. I don't know, like, what happens. Yeah. yeah. But I'd love to see their, their there's relationship. Good, yeah, there's a big father-daughter, but that those senses of mistrust, like we've seen, has a big disconnect yeah. in the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Especially now that they've got to a point where they're, Joel's opening up about his suicide attempt and she's opening up about killing a friend. Yeah. Like, they've finally yeah. got to this place of trust. And then he's back it's to lying to her. Lost, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I think... On the point of not knowing about what happens in Last of Us Part 2 and what have you, I thought that Pedro Pascal being such a huge actor and also being tied to the Star Wars universe in The Mandalorian, I thought he was going to die in this first season and then it would go on with Bella Ramsey leading it. Because right. he's got other because things to do. Because he's like such a big nah, character. But now old. it's got so much to do. In season two. Yeah. He works hard. He's a hard worker. I think. Yeah. And also he's brought half of the... The, the views. Yeah, exactly. Sure. He's, yeah. He's, he's the daddy. He, he is. The, he's him. He is the last of us. <laughs> daddy Pedro. Yeah. Daddy Pedro. Um, he's the Monday head Can boss. you, Grub, can you give us any sort of little nah, teaser? Nah, nah, nah. A little bit of Actually, a teaser yeah, for season two. Just a teaser that doesn't give yeah. anything away. Sure. Three, three words. No, Joel fucking dies. No, I won't. I won't. So what I will say is that. Season two will be – I think they're going to split it over a couple of seasons, their second game. But 
Season two will be brutal in a lot of ways. Um, if if you didn't that, think the first season was wor- brutal is that enough worse for our Monday nights, then mate, your Monday nights oh, are God. in for a, for a, for a shocker. <laughs> how, but much, I think, how much annual leave can we get? I might, I might, wait, uh, <laughs> I might wait till Tuesday. Um, but yeah, no, it's just like the it's the very worst human atrocities being committed mm, wow. on one another. Um, yeah, it's it's full on, and like looking at a lot of the people who criticize season one, um, there are people out there who are like, it's too woke. Don't like seeing like gay relationships forced to me on screen and all that. Like, if you're one of those people, then buckle up because there's going to be a bit more of that in season two. Um, and I just think that like. It will be really interesting. I have a lot of faith in these guys because they've done such a great job at, at adapting mm. the game into the onto the small screen. Yeah. Uh, but it will be really interesting to see how they balance out those really brutal moments with some more uplifting scenes because otherwise everyone's just going to be Dark. depressed. Yeah. yeah. Playing think, the game, was there, was it more brutal than, than uplifting? Yeah. In, and the game the itself part? is obviously cinematic. It's There's a lot of cut yeah. scenes. Um but yeah, it's there's some really, really dark moments. If you're saying that after the brutal <laughs> after season one, I'm pretty yeah, sure. You're in, yeah, you better. <laughs> I'm, also, I'm scared, but I'm also very keen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's very dark to be keen for for darkness. Yeah. On <laughs> the showrunners, just quickly, the showrunners have said there is a lot more infected in season two. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. Okay, that's a cool. That's point. interesting because yeah. I missed them the last the last few episodes. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't they like you. They didn't feel like as much of a threat. Yeah, yeah no correct. Threat. There was no threat like looming of any infected. Exactly. Mm. And you kind of need that. I know that it's obviously done in every zombie show, but you do need that kind of the extra constant yeah. Yeah. or the, semi-constant the threat. threat. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, on that point, do we think that it's the best video game adaptation, TV show or movie that we've had? So I want to say the recent Halo series. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Fuck yes. 100%. Shut up. Yeah, nice. What about Warcraft the movie? <laughs> Oh, Mate, fuck off. Apparently Dungeons and Dungeons Dragons isn't too bad. Yeah. But 90% Rotten Tomatoes. It's a board game. I think you'd put it in the same category to be I, fair. I would give nah, it a but if we're up. talking like, I don't know. what Do you have a list of other ones? that are like uh, Hitman. Uh, was, yeah. Assassin's Doom, Creed. Doom, fuck, Doom. that was bad with that Fast That was terrible, Bender. yeah. Oh my God. Um, there hasn't, what I'm trying to say is there hasn't been. Okay, yeah, it'd have to be The Last of Us then. Yeah. yeah. Taking the cake against the lock. Pedro Pascal is that guy. Mario Brothers is about to come out. I'm kind of like guilty yeah, I'm pleasure. Keen. I'm kind of excited for that movie. Even though like Chris Pratt playing Mario is just like, Makes what no the sense. fuck is Hollywood? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, not, he's not Italian. I'm yeah. Not, he's not a plumber either. I'm just no, he's a fraud. That's <laughs> From what, what I know, he doesn't punch turtles. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll leave it there. <laughs> another question, final question. You don't know about his fetishes. <laughs> <laughs> another question, final question. What do we think was everyone's favorite episode? If you had to pick one, let's go around. Five. I'm going three with Bill and Frank. Henry and Sam, that one. Yeah, I'm going five. five? Henry yeah, and five, Sam, 100%. yeah. I think Bill and Frank, if it was a standalone episode, but I would have to agree five and close second would be eight in mm. the snow. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. They yeah, were definitely Me and Mike on, like, on our um, car ride on the way over here was like, Top three, three, five, eight. Yeah, hundred mm. yeah. percent. I just don't know how you can 100%. how you can say anything else. Yeah. yeah. Any other final takes? I'm good, man. I've got a few things I actually like forgot to bring up earlier. One scene we haven't spoken about is the scene where we see the 
what are they called? The clickers? Yep. Clickers. In that apartment where there's like three of them and they're trying to be really silent. Mm. And like, mate, it's just so intense. And it's like your first with close-up tests. look with zombies or with whatever they are. But what I loved about it was it also showcases like the – when we see the initial outbreak, they look human. But this is obviously 20 years later. You see how the fungus has like developed physically mm. in, their, in the head. The prosthetics. And, mate, like, that scene was just incredible. You also can't, like, shoot them in the head because the fungus has created, like, a A shield. Shield, helmet. Yeah. Yeah, that was very cool. And I think, again, build out the world and understanding how humanity that is still left has managed to stay alive and cope with their, like, abilities, if you will. But that was in episode two, and we didn't see him since. So True. hopefully, that's why we're more in infected in more. season two. Yeah, no, they're s- going to play with that. I think we saw them in the episode with yeah. um, with Henry and Sam, but like just like they weren't focused. But yeah, yeah, we need more. I need give more, more mushroom need, folk. Need much yeah, more give us some fungi. Um, any other final attacks, Patty? Yeah, you got I, there's a lot of stuff. Come on, keep them coming. One of the major changes from the game to the TV show is when Tess has been bitten, she gets killed by the fireflies in the game. Whereas in the show, seeing the infected up close and coming straight to her and seeing the f- like the fungi come out their mouth, like a year eight border oh, stance hook up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just yeah. eyes open, tongue yeah. out. Oh. Oh. No romance. Like, I thought that that close look up, and also like the fact that she's been bitten, and it's like kind of like reluctant to attack her. Maybe that plays into like why Ellie isn't. Yeah, I don't know. But I that, that was scene that was a great change. Yeah. I like obviously not having played the game, I didn't know how Tess died. And we didn't really get much of Joel and her relationship in the show. But I thought that was interesting seeing different people's reaction to just accepting fate. And that was seriously creepy. My Monday was fucked yeah, up. Yeah, that was that. really <laughs> was the, the little gro- one of the grossest out of television out. kisses you'll ever see. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Cinemates. Make sure to follow us and leave a review on your chosen streaming platforms. Also, check out our Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube channel for more Cinemates content. In the spirit of reconciliation, we acknowledge Australia's First Nations people as the traditional owners and custodians of the land and pay respect to the Camaragal people of the Eora Nation upon whose country Cinemates is based. We honour the storytelling and culture of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities across Australia. Also, in the spirit of chatting with mates, remember it's always important to check in with those around you. Whether it's friends, family or colleagues, sometimes they may be going through a hard time. Chatting with them may reassure them that they aren't alone. If you or anyone you know is ever struggling, call Lifeline on 13 11 14.